Justin. So, uh, first podcast and thought I was recording and it, it didn't actually record. So, anyway, we went through the East, NFC East. We're going to go right back to it. Thanks for joining. Um, this is one night in Pinehurst here. Um, say quick introduction. Uh, we were going to bring Rick in to come in hot after we went through the NFC East, but recording failure uh, on your engineer's part over here. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll say hello to uh, Maddie P and Rick are joining me today. Um, and we're going to go through NFC over-unders today. We're going to start off on NFC North and go over to the South and then the West, and then we'll finish off in the East. Gibby, we're not required to tell them how the sausage gets made. You know, well, we've got the editing so, technology necessary these days to to. Yeah, except it didn't record. So, that, so let's let's unrecord that intro, and then let's start and over from the top for the first time. Three, two, one. Are we doing one. this again? I, I, no, I'm like, no, no, I'm not like definitely not. <laughs> Rick, save us. This is going great. Hi <laughs> guys. Hey well, Rick. So, so we want to talk a little NFC North. What are your feelings? Your Bears fan, lifelong Chicago guy. Um, give Rick, give us your thoughts. What's going Rick, on? Rick, are you prepared to give us an honest appraisal of the Chicago Bears today? When have you not known me to be completely honest in everything I've said? Okay, touche. Except for maybe thirty minutes ago. With <laughs> <something>. <laughs> yeah, let's start in this the Bears. case. Yes. Give I'm us happy. give us your Bears. Give us your Bears pre post mortem. So paradoxically, we are very, we, as in Bears fans of my kin, um, are actually very excited with what's happening. We saw in the past, what, five years, this Ryan Nagy, Ryan Poles, sorry. First of all, let's take a big step back. One way to really confuse your entire fan base is to fire a GM named Ryan Pace and hire one named Ryan Poles. Yeah. You're never going to get that right. That's fair. Yeah, but we had the Nagy pull a pace. See, did it again. First of many mistakes. Uh, let, yeah, let's talk about him for a second. He sucked, right? He was hired in as this offensive guru from KC. Chiefs you know, guy. He, he was the Mahomes whisperer. He was the secret to everything, and it turns out wasn't the case. And I think we're finding a trend throughout the NFL that coaches have a lot less to do with the success of their offenses than the guy spearheading them. But that's for another pod. In this case. We went through five years of hell where literally Mitch Trubisky could have been ruined. He might be in Pittsburgh right now and would be a really nice quarterback. We just don't know. His holes was, sorry, Nagy was that bad with developing quarterbacks, talent, schemes, everything. It was just a nightmare. So um, that being said, we had to rip off the Band-Aid. So new GM came to town, Ryan Poles. Cool thing about him was he was a part of the Bears uh, basically after he quit playing. Um, he was like passing out towels and he was one of the lower uh, level assistants with the Bears before he moved on to KC and kind of worked his way up through the scouting department. And then he took, uh, you know, a big role in getting uh, that uh, semi-dynasty put together. And now we're kind of back to the circle of what, you know, we're all excited about Nagy coming to coach because he put in KC. So I digress, you know, in terms of being excited about KC people, but Poles is a cool story and uh, he's a young guy. He seems to know what the hell he's doing. First thing he did was come in and say, we're not sugarcoating this at all. We are going to cut bait with all of these deadweight contracts. It's going to be painful, but we got to do it. We were in football hell where we were a 500 team. We we're 
handing out these enormous contracts for defensive players that made no sense um, and so on. So this offseason, they cast off a bunch of people for, uh, you know, it didn't seem like a lot, but I think the key there was just carrying the dead money and moving into next year and being able to make some decisions in free agency. Uh, they hired surprisingly a defensive-minded coach in Iberflus, but he is a guy who in Indy has put together some just crazy efficient uh, defenses. And they hired some talented offensive guys to shape uh, their the Bears' offense around fields and his strengths. So now in the preseason, you see them actually scheming with him, moving out of the pocket, and rolling out, and uh, avoiding the pressure that's going to come pretty much inevitably with every play. So we're going to see a lot of checkdowns. We're going to see a lot of moving pockets. We're going to see a lot of 10-yard passes to Monty and uh, you know whoever is in the slot that day. So it's going to be fun, bad. It's going to be bad. The results aren't going to be amazing in terms of you know, the results of some games. Um, but you know you hope to see some progress with Fields. You hope to see some progress with some guys. I mean, Cole Komet might have over eighty receptions this year just by virtue of him standing five yards away from the line. So by the end of this year, we hope that we see some bright spots. We hope that you know the Bears will have a pretty high draft pick, but we're not looking at a situation where they're going to take another quarterback. Uh, we hope that Fields is going to be the guy in the future, and uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, and you know, there's a new stadium coming, so that's that's going to be yeah. The is that real? Yes. Is that happening? Yeah. So the Bears, uh, for for those on the pod who don't know, um, the Bears play in Soldier Field. Soldier Field is not owned by the Bears, nor is it managed by the Bears. It's owned by the Chicago Park District. They have no say, period, in the field, the condition of the turf, scheduling, anything. So, and also the renovation made it the set the smallest NFL stadium in the league, which is completely nonsensical. So, uh, the Bears went out and bought the plot of land that is currently the Arlington uh, Heights racetrack, horse racing track, and uh, they have every intention of building a stadium, as they said, uh, more impressive than what they did at SoFi. So and will you be using any of my taxes for this stadium? <laughs> yeah, whose taxes? I, I uh, hope all of yours. You'd be better not. Certainly mine. So for anyone that thinks that there's East Coast bias on this podcast, I can assure you that there's no other national podcast that has given five minutes to the Chicago Bears this year. Is that true, Rick? Oh, not not like in an intelligent way. Let's hope. I, every, every Bears recap you hear is, Oh my God, they're so bad. I don't know why. There's a reason. We why. don't know if Fields is good. They don't know if Fields is good. Well, yeah, we'll see. It's no one does, right? Like, um, no one. We, he's sorry, never it almost doesn't it. matter. It, um, I could argue it doesn't even matter. Either he's good mm-hmm. and you learn that this year and you have something to build off of when they go into the future, or mm-hmm. he's not good. The team stinks. You end up with a top five pick. You're going to get one of these quarterbacks coming out. You can't really lose. It's a pretty good situation if they just play yeah, it out. I don't think they need to draft quarterback, you know, this year. Either you I take I, them last. The Lions are doing that and they're doing it very smartly. Yep, I agree. Build up the and, offensive and line, get some receivers around them. Free, the free agency. agency market next year is going to be pretty nuts and the Bears are going to be spenders. So, yeah, so, I, I think, yeah, it, it's who knows, but they're doing everything right on paper so far. And even though they're going to be a garbage fire, it, at least on paper, again, they might be uh, scrappy and they might be able to scheme out and, and eke some surprising wins, but you know, you expect to see. Uh, some progress. Either so, with all that said, um, over under is six and a half. Vegas says. I have the Bears Are you at going over or under. Under. I have them at six and eleven. However, those are two losses to Green Bay, two losses to Minnesota, San Francisco, Dallas, Miami, 
and one loss to Detroit. I think they'll pull out one others. So from that side of it, I don't see how they could win. I'd be surprised, I guess, if they win any of those games, especially against Green Bay and Minnesota. If they can get one from either of those guys, at the end of the day, it, you know, it'll feel good, but I hope they don't. I think we're playing for for a better draft position here. There's really no it, again, it's it's the meatball versus the practical side of yeah, yourself. Not, like you know, you're not sitting people in the NFL. Like you're not tanking like you know NBA no. teams do, like in the NFL. You're still trying to win games, and their players playing for their next contract or for you know um, whatever the case might be. Maddie, over under six and a half. That's an under. I, ca- I counted like five wins, I think, on that schedule, which makes sense. <clears throat> That's about right. So I wouldn't be racing to bet the over on this, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they if they hit it by a half a game. <laughs> you did a wonderful not- job, Rick, with introducing uh, the world to Chicago. I mean, Chicago people know. It's important that people understand, you know, um, my land. I'm pounding the under on this. I think they're a 3-14 and 14 team. Um, this feels right. It, and I, and, but I think there are a ton of like 27, 23 games. I don't think this is a team that's going to get blown out 45 to 13. I think it's just, they're yeah. not going to be able to close out. They're going to be a 45 minute team. Um, the way they're they still going to have a pretty decent defense. And that's the one thing that's exactly right. from like getting into Giants territory where it's yeah. just a garbage fire with no direction. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Even with three wins, that's great for us too. We'll, we'll see a better pick and yeah. Go get- right. Will Anderson. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Detroit. They're over under six and a half. Hard Knocks, I feel like, is giving them an extra half game just because they were on Hard Knocks. Everyone fell in love with Dan Campbell, once run through a wall for him. Uh, six and a half. What do you have, Maddie? So there's uh, discounting that and just taking it out of the equation. I have a hard time reconciling how much I like about how they're building that team with yep. their prospects this year. But if I take an objective look at the schedule, I mean, it's probably a four. It could be very easily like a five, six win team. They would need to catch some breaks along the way, but their, their schedule is not all that bad. So I think they're like, it's a solid team. I know that defense is much better. Yep. I know that Goff is a system quarterback that is, can be has shown the ability to be successful in an offense that does not require him to go outside of script or carry the load. And he's got weapons. He's got a- ASB. They've got Swift. They've got Jamal Williams. They've got Shark, who's been great in camp and can play and has shown it. Yep. Hawkinson, right? They got guys. Williams so, right around Thanksgiving. He's yeah. coming back. Yeah, right, and they'll have him for the stretch run. So I think this is a team that's no longer – they've turned the corner from rebuild to like we're trying to compete within the next year yep. or two. And they're, to your point earlier, they're a quarterback away right now. Their offensive line is elite, top five, top ten in the whole yep. in the whole league. Yeah, Ragnow, Luan. Yeah, yep. love it. Sewell. So they're good. That's a good yeah. team. I would actually I – would, I would bet – you know what? Life's too short to bet the under, Gibby. This isn't <laughs> over. Line's over. Um. I'm going to jump in here because you just convinced me. Um, <laughs> I had him at five wins. Easy. But it's Goff so is not that bad. Like, Goff is – he's fine. Went to a Super Bowl. He went to a Super Bowl. That yeah. you don't miss, it's, like, very hard to mistakenly do that. No it's matter not how just good McVay in his ear. It's not just like, oh, Sean McVay tells him where to throw the ball. Like, yeah. no. He's – you know, I understand, like, they adjusted until the last 15 seconds, et cetera, et cetera. But – Yep. I'm 
I'm going over. I'm going over. Seven and I ten. I love it. I love it. I love so, it. Rick, Rick, are I we all are you Rick, so- unified? Rick, give us the Queen Latifah. Unified. I've been at eight and nine. I went even higher. Oh! Yep. 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 But the boys are back in town. Th- this is a team with a lot to prove, right? Amon Ra is always playing with the chip on his shoulder. Uh, Shark needs to do something, and he's trying to reclaim his, his career, essentially, there. Uh, you're going to have Jameson Williams there eventually. So offensively, at least at wide receiver and sensibly at running back, they're pretty good. They're limited by yeah. basically what Goff will will do in, in terms of running the system. And he's perfectly capable of running a system with those guys. Now, if Goff goes down, I don't know if they're oh, going to yeah. the same game because I'm not sure who their quarterback is. No, that changes yeah. the whole equation. Then they're five and 12. You know, they don't yeah, have a – I that, think they picked but, up uh, Sudfeld. So he's not a real okay. quarterback, so they don't have a backup. Yeah. I will I will juxtapose that though by saying Dan Campbell is a fraud. Like that guy, no. he he can he can no. be as weird on hard knocks as he wants, and he no. can when he's like running a a one win team, do all these bag of trick plays that make people love him like three fake punts in a row. But he hasn't shown that he can be a competent actual NFL uh, coach at this point yet. So right. he's kind of a character of a coach until I see otherwise. But I'll still give him the benefit of the doubt and say he can. Uh, trip into an eight-win season here, especially in NFC North this year. I, 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 I agree. So we've got, um, we've got the, the Vikings up next. Um, Minnesota's over-under is nine and a half. Uh, back to it, Rick. How do you feel about the Vikings? Before we start, can I ask a dumb question? Yeah. When was the last time we saw such disparity between – a top two fantasy wide receiver in pretty much every league and the quarterback of that team being so low. I can't remember a single time when it was so far apart. Jefferson Cousins. That's and- a market inefficiency. That's all that is. It, it really, really for is. Him to get, like- for Jefferson to get where he needs to get, somebody has to throw him the ball. Yeah, and he has been, right? So yeah. I, Cousins is a loon, but he's pretty underrated, You know, as you said, market inefficiency being what they are. The Vikings' offense is going to be fun, but again, they'll have like a bottom three defense, so it's going. To, they're going to be on the field a lot. Uh, they're going to score a ton of points just by virtue of being out there. Pretty much every game they're going to have is a shootout. I have them at uh, twelve and five. Twelve and five. Their losses are going to be to Philadelphia twice to Green Bay, Buffalo, and Dallas. If you so they play Green Bay really well. Yeah. They, they've at but least going to give them two Green Bay. <laughs> Um, it's week one, week one always gets wacky. So, mm-hmm. I so I I thought I was hot on the Vikings at ten wins before I even looked at the over under. I'm going over, but um, I, I ten is ten twelve. Maddie, what do you think the line? If either of you have not looked yet, what do you think the line is for that week one game at home against Green Bay? I haven't looked. Uh, I'm see. It's going to be Vikings plus three and a half. Yeah, I would say the same. Vikings plus a point, so it's essentially if you count if you give them the three points for home field. Yeah, they're saying Vikings kind of, points better. Yeah, one. yeah. So, um, this is a half team. They've they've got half of a team. Their defense is terrible. There's just nothing going on yeah. over there. So, those teams are the teams that I'm less willing to bet on because while it sounds exciting and it's probably how people play Madden, there aren't tons of just like. KC versus Buffalo in the playoff shootouts right. in the NFL. There just aren't. Like we'd like we'd like there to be, but there just aren't. So 
Yeah, that means if the majority of their games are going to be lesser, slower paced, lesser scoring, the defense will hold them back. So I have the under. I don't think that they're a particularly good team. I think they're mediocre. I think you got to remember they're playing the NFC East. This I know. So they, but they the rest of their schedule is, is water soft schedule is tricky though. They've got to play. So they've got the East. So they've got New England, Miami, and Buffalo. Those are all tough games. The Jets obviously are not, but they've got Indy. In the cross conference, not easy because of where they finish. So I don't know. I just don't think they're a good enough team. I think that's a nine win team. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, if they had a decent defense, it'd be a different situation. But for sure, yeah, tough. Packers. Packers. We've got um, over under is ten and a half. Uh, Maddie, we'll kick it off with you. So I'm looking at the schedule. I think. They're always good. They just are. Like any team with Rodgers at quarterback is not going to implode. It's just not very likely to happen. The skill position players are what they are. Like, yeah, he lost Adams, and now they're going to do this whole receiver yeah, committee. Yeah, 17 different receivers. Yeah, just spread it around, which which it's been done. Like Brady did it for That's a couple of years and won, runs, won Super Bowls doing it. Best years. I think Mahomes, If when we get to the AFC, uh-huh. I think that's going to be like – this is going to be Mahomes-Brady 2000. 12 year or whatever. Yep. Um, yep. Where he's just spreading it around and you're like, who's this guy? Um, it's a great call. Cause they, cause guys that are that good will carry their teams to yeah. a season that you're like, how are they doing it? They'll be more efficient. I, yeah. Yeah. So I think they're, I, I, I mean, it's an over for me cause they just always win. Like they're, it's a good team and their schedule looks relatively manageable. So I, I agree. And, and uh, so Peter King, I, I read his football morning in America is obsessed with Rich uh, Basakia as a special team. He's been making this claim that the addition of of Rich is is more is going to win more games than the loss of Devontae Adams. Wow, <laughs> that logic is frightening. We I think, fantastic. I think, uh... Like they lost on a kick, they lost on a punt um, in the playoffs, and. So Peter King is all in on the special teams of Green Bay. But he gets a little weird. Rick, what about you on Green Bay? In the last couple of weeks before any season, Peter King gets really weird. So I'm really not surprised. <laughs> oh, he does not like Deshaun Watson. I'll tell you. No, that's a whole other pod. Right I, mean, there. I get it. Uh, I have the over, unfortunately. Um, and it's not because I, I despise Aaron Rodgers, which I do, and he should be suspended for publicly experimenting with illegal psychotropic drugs. <laughs> Easy, easy, all right. He's suspended for the year, but hey, okay. He's just testing them out. Just testing them out. Hey, he's just he's asking doing you a service. He's doing you a service. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, I don't know. If he still decides that he has, you know, some level of attention span left for the game and can still throw it around, great. But if he's getting into that weird territory where you're not sure who's going to show up anymore, if he's taking the game seriously, if he's, you know, distracted by whatever voodoo magic he's into these days. So I have them over just assuming again, they have the same schedule as the Vikings. And I literally just said, it's kind of a cakewalk as far as the back end of it goes. So aside from the fact that they're a little bit more versatile in the running game where they have a lot more options, they can transition into a run game more so than they have in the past. Um, yeah. I, I think they'll just be doing what they always do. And Rogers will frustratingly just pull it out of his ass every single game and make it work. And uh, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you that much. Um, 
I'm with you. So we got to shift gears. I know we're, we're 20 minutes in here. Um, and what, like you said, Maddie, we don't need to show everyone how the sausage is made. We got about 10 minutes before we got to wrap up. So we're going to zip through um, the NFC South really quick. And we'll start with Tampa Bay. Um, anyone strong feelings on anything going on in the NFC South, Rick, Maddie, anything that you really wanted to get off your chest? Uh, this is definitely Brady's last season. This is it. I feel 100% confident. I mean, has he gotten weirder than Rogers at this point? Much. Rick, Rick, you break that tie for us. Who's, who's the bigger weirdo? Uh, Tom Brady's like Tom Cruise weird. Aaron Rodgers is a different kind of weird. He's like Portnoy weird. So it's hard to connect the two, but he's got better publicists. We'll just say it that way. Yeah. No, he's out. This is it for him. So this is the last. I think they kind of end up being a slightly disappointing team just because he's not all in it. He knows this is it. The team's linemen are dropping like flies. You know, Godwin's not fully healthy. Gage looks banged up already. Like a lot can go wrong there. There's nobody else in the division to challenge them, though. So over under on Tampa Bay is 11 and a half. I still have the over, even though I think they're yeah. going to be like messy. It's going to be like yeah. a messy 12 and five or 13, four in my yeah. opinion. Yep. I'm with that. That sounds right. I, I feel like we had the same conversation last year, you know, or the year before. It just doesn't, for whatever reason with Tampa Bay, they just, they're another team that just makes it work. Um, we got saints, New Orleans saints of eight and a half. Can I be what honest? Think, over? here <laughs> what's that i don't know what to do here this is such a weird team um i'm gonna say the under just because mm-hmm. I, I is winston gonna be okay is he gonna be hurt is he gonna be not there and who are they throwing to and who's running the ball and their d so, is I, there's a lot of questions i just don't know enough about what the hell's going on there well like to like if I were a Saints fan and and I've had a Saint in every single fantasy, but like Breeze, Graham, uh, you know Michael Thomas, Kamara, since he's a, been a rookie and and you know I've owned some shares in fantasy and like and then I start to think about it and it's like okay, well if Winston goes down, they've upgraded from last year the Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill role to Andy Dalton, who's brought like one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. Um, and then you've got if Michael Thomas is healthy, Chris Olave I like is a wide receiver. He's just going to be like good. Like I don't think there are any questions about is a lot. He might not be a superstar. Um, and then Kamara is not going to get in trouble until next year. Um, and then they've got <laughs> they've got Mark Ingram back. Um, also, subject for another episode: uh, Who is going to be the next Frank Gore um, in like oh. six years? Oh, wow. Um, uh, I'm just – I don't hmm. think all of those names that you just read off are as exciting as your voice made them sound. You sold me. <laughs> you, almost confused, you almost confused my brain. You looked so distraught. Hostile tones, just like the pipes of an angel. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, Mark Ingram's not 100 years old. Yeah, Jameis Winston doesn't throw double the amount of interceptions as touchdowns. Yeah, Kamara hasn't been slowing down as an efficiency has been waning for the last two, three years. That team is in tough shape. And here's how else I know that. That's their schedule is legitimately brutal. Look at these defenses that they have to play. 
Cincy, Arizona, Vegas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Rams, San Fran, Tampa, Cleveland, Philly. That's like two-thirds of their schedule. And Jameis is just going to be feeding them pick sixes just on a platter. So and, way and, under. And that, Hammer the under. Way under. That run of Arizona, Vegas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Rams, San Francisco, Tampa Bay. At the end of the – I mean, good luck. They're going to lose them all. They'll lose everyone. They're and they, you know, they have a little bit of an easier schedule at that point, but that's going to be a, a backbreaker right there. So Carolina, we got six and a half is over under. Maddie? Uh, they'll go over. Baker's a golf. Same guy. Same type of quarterback. And I think the offense is in good shape. They've been building a pretty good defense down there for a bit. But there's a caveat to this pick. I would not be a confident over it because their coach is bottom five. And the like, rule has no fire. idea. He, he, first he's one, he's got no hold over the locker room. Like he has no idea what to say to these guys. Like it's bad. It's, I think Baker could probably will them to seven or eight wins. But I need Rich Bisaccia. Oh. I mean, <laughs> there's only so much Rich Bisaccia to go around. And unfortunately, you know, and, and they get back from lo- losing a Dickie Bisaccia. It's a bad year to be in the uh, the NFC East here, because or uh, the hell are we talking about the uh, South? Because again, these the gauntlet runs these guys are up against, like with the Cardinals, San Fran, L.A., Tampa Bay, Falcons, uh, Cincinnati, Falcons again, and then Baltimore, and then Denver. I mean, that's just not fun. That is the strength of schedule there is just brutal. So even if they were a halfway decent team, well above where they were, that's still a tough run even for some of the better teams in the league. So um, maybe at no fault of their own and they're trying to do what they're trying to do, but it's going to be tough. That's, that's an easy under. Yeah. I'm, I'm under six and a half. And then we've got Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, this is why Brady's going to go 13 and four, yeah. um, but we've got Atlanta four and a half. Um, Rick, what do you got over under four and a half? Under, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. they're, the the one game they can win is is Seattle. Depending on what Cleveland's doing by week four, they might be up. But then again, they hit the same freaking stride where they're Tampa, San Francisco, Cincinnati, uh, L.A. It's just it's not a good time to be out in that division right now, especially with a middling team. So they're kind of in the same boat as the Bears, right? They're going through some pretty transformative. Uh, moves and they want to see some positives uh, a bad record doesn't really mean a negative year for these guys considering where they are um, but you know you want to see Pitts do something you want to see uh, a lot of the guys that they've invested draft capital in over the past couple of years actually you know emerge and they need a big step forward they need to move out of this 2015 era Falcons like feeling you know it's you look at these guys <laughs> Uh, Julio Jones isn't there. <laughs> Ryan, they lost that's that. A, that's what they're I mean. They lost out. that. They they're, lost they're that love and change. identity as the Falcons, you know, with I this know. Oh, they need to get rid of Dion. It's so Dion hard Jones. to see them not be that anymore. So, <laughs> you know, you, you hope for the best, but. Dan Quinn's not coming through that door. <laughs> oh, thank God. That's oh, yeah. worth a win or two on its own. Him not being <laughs> yeah. in the building is worth a win or two. He's not good. Uh, He's not good. That's a bad team. That's a terrible organization. So we're gonna wrap up. It's gonna close us down in two minutes. But um, uh, let's let's get to the NFC West really quick, um, and we'll just go rapid fire one minute. Um, Rams over under is ten and a half. What do you got, Rick? 
Yeah, over. I'm over too. I'm at 12. Uh, Seahawks. Whatever it is, under. under. Whatever the number is. 0.5 under. It's five and a half. Oh my God, under. So many unders. (laughs) Rick? It's it's a it's a regretful under. Um, I would go under until they start Drew Lock in uh, November. All right, all right. How long until the Drew Lock? It's never ending. (laughs) (laughs) That was screwed by Pat Shermer. You're going down. You're going down into the volcano, and all we can see is your hand, and you're just still going. I love it. You are the everything's my mean right here. You're the king. Um, You're the loyal. You're loyal man. (laughs) Uh, Cardinals. Um, Cardinals are eight and a half over under. Oh, that's a good number because I think they're a 500 team. I'm going to say under. Cliff, uh, Cliff's a fraud. They're going to get exposed. I think that team's going to get blown up a little bit. I agree. I'm going under for all those reasons. It's just – and Kyler's probably going to not – well, let me say that differently. We're going to see a different Kyler this year where I think you're going to see some holes in the game and, and some guys exploding in. And, uh, I think he's going to get exposed too. And even though yeah. I, I like him, I defend him. Um, but I, I think uh, – yeah. I had them at 10-7, but I think it's going to be a stretch. Um, but they are playing the NFC South. Um, last one that I wanted to get into to some – this is an interesting one. This this spawned the podcast. Um, the San Francisco 49ers. Their over-under is uh, 9.5. Rick, what say you? Maddie. Oh, man. It's tough because I think their defense is good enough to win them a bunch of games, even though I don't trust Trey Lance. But if, oh! he, like, if he flames out, though, I have to, on the other side, trust Jimmy G to do it again. I'll take the Jimmy G's there because he's reluctantly. $6. No, he's there because Trey Lance hasn't shown them anything in, in one and a half years, and they're not I, happy I, about it. Just, I, the only reason I'm saying under is I'm wishing harm on them for dealing with the way they uh, dealing with Garoppolo the way they did. They did him dirty. Uh, The whole thing has just been freaking weird. I don't like them because of it, and I'm rooting against them. So that's that's why I'm doing. So they were honest the whole time with him, though. Like they were like, "You've got this year," and he had no market value because they weren't going to trade him. The only viable place to trade him to was Seattle, and they didn't want to trade him to Seattle, right? Because they have Drew Lock. They have Drew Lock. Elite. they, but they wanted to pencil in two wins against Seattle, so they didn't want to trade him to Seattle, and they didn't want, or they didn't want to cut him. So that Garoppolo he was a, well, a foregone conclusion trade to Cleveland this offseason, to Carolina this offseason, to a number of different places. So I mean, Carolina showed no interest. I think eventually. Um, well, here's here's my argument back. Like here's so here's the counter argument to that, Gibby, and I'll paint it this way. Does Shanahan have more incentive to keep Jimmy G as an insurance policy just in case because that roster is built to win a title now? Does is that does that outweigh the value that they figured they could get? Because I'm sure they had conversations with these teams that were needing quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm sure they talked to Cleveland. I'm sure they talked to Carolina. I'm sure they talked to a lot of these teams. What is the market for a guy like this? And I think you made the point in our group chat the comp pick that they'd get by keeping him could end up being that same. Right. So if that's the same, why wouldn't you keep the insurance policy in case Lance doesn't have it? So I think like 
I think you're, what you're saying is right, but I think what I'm saying has some merit as well in that I think it's probably a combination of the two. It's not a zero-sum game. I think they're keeping him for insurance. They also didn't like the prices they saw on the market when they went and they shopped him. I agree. And the beautiful thing about this podcast is it can be a yes-and conversation. Yeah, we don't need to be we're open. Embrace debate. Each other. Sure. We can have productive conversations where I agree with you, right? We and, can say in this country. this happens if, if Jimmy G doesn't agree to take the pay cut. Right. Yep. Like they're not, they're not holding on to his cap hold um, because they're going to need that money in 17 game season to, you know, sign some filler pieces, et cetera, et cetera, or make a trade if they need to. And, and also, right. Someone gets hurt, you know, Matt Ryan gets hurt or, um, you know, I'm trying to think Derek Carr gets hurt. Uh, like all of a sudden Jimmy G becomes really attractive to Las Vegas. Um and, you know, and keeps them in a playoff hunt potentially. So even though I have them way under, um, but <laughs> <laughs> you'll be surprised when you hear the AFC West. <laughs> I don't think we will be. <laughs> I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of three, 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 four, teams. One, one team at 15 and two, and then a whole bunch of teams at like six and, and 11. It's going to be, you know, the Bears conversation. <laughs> it's going to be so good. It's going to be appointment television on the um, radio. So we'll get back. I'll let you guys run. I know you got a fantasy draft coming up. Um, and and we'll circle back to uh, the NFC East, and then we'll get into the AFC. Actually, let's just run through because they haven't shut us off yet. Um, yep. NFC East, we already said in the um, deleted recordings. Never um, happened. In the archives somewhere. Yeah, um, we went through. This is the most boring division. That like, there's going to be a team that maybe wins a playoff game. Um, so we got Cowboys ten and a half over under Rick. Maddie, you were under, right? I think I took the under. I think I have them at a ten win team. Yeah, yeah, they're right. I, I had them just at eleven. Yeah, um, I have them winning the last seven weeks in a row. So I assume that they're going to. Ooh, spicy! It is. <laughs> it's it's uh, a good giant- stick. Giants are seven and a half. Maddie, you had them under. That's a oh, disaster. The whole thing I, is a disaster. I have them at two and fifteen. I have no idea who's making that line. I mean, what the hell is happening right now? I I would have them at two and fifteen, but I I gave them like a win out of respect for Dayball. Um, yeah, even give them three. Then that's great. Like, yeah, so I think give them one and one and three quarters. Let's just we'll break it. In all, all of these are suspiciously like good enough, but that one makes me think I'm missing something. Like I don't. What what information do I not have? Yeah, I don't. Um, it, yeah, they didn't change their quarterback, and the one they have sucks. So that's as far as I needed to go. <laughs> and then. Uh, who else do we have? Oh, Eagles. Um, Rick, what do you have? I'm curious. Uh, the Eagles I have at 13 and 4. Whoa, you guys yep. love the Eagles. Yep. I really do. Yep. Fly Eagles fly this year. First it's of all, happy. with the exception of one Dallas loss, um, they're going to crush their division. And, you know, that's already going to pad their, their schedule. And it's I, – I, look, I don't know if Hertz is the real deal or not, but with – the weapons they have on offense and with the knowledge that they'll be halfway decent on defense. I mean, there's no reason why they can't win at least 10 games, let alone 12, but I'm getting maybe a few more. You're talking me into it. Maddie, you loved them. Yeah, I'm all in. I think they've got 
the the right players in the right spots. The offense is going to be balanced. Hertz is not going to have to win them games. He's just going to have to super manage them games, and he can do that. He's shown that he can do that. Defense has been sneakily getting a little bit better every year. Good coach, good good overall roster. It's a good team. It's over for me for sure. I think that's going to be an easy bet to cash. I, you know, I I'm coming around on them. I I like got that sniff of like, oh, people are a little too in on the Eagles. They're a little too happy about the Eagles that haven't re- they got to the playoffs but haven't really done a lot. And I'm like, I I kind of cringe, but my argument against it was like, what if one player from every level of their defense gets hurt, <laughs> or what if like sure. You know, I was trying to figure out a way to get them to like eight wins, but I think you might be right. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm going to switch mine from a nine and eight team to uh, cautiously 10 and seven, 11, six, but lock it up with all that said, gentlemen, thank you. This is a dream come true. Um, I appreciate this. Let's, let's wrap it up for tonight and uh, we'll, we'll get back to the AFC before long, if we can't do it this week, we'll uh, we'll do abbreviated um, wins losses, or we'll do we'll do division winners for the the AFC um, next time around. Gibby, you're the king. Thanks for having me. This is great, Thanks, sir. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, I'll play us out next time. <laughs> this is gonna that's gonna be so awesome. I think the the guitar playing is gonna crawl like good jobs. Thank you.